Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Mind your business only on Money FM 89.3. Good morning and welcome to breakfast. You're with Nin Lee and Ryan this morning. Mm, yes, and today it's all about plastic or at least plastic free. And you might remember this is the month where we have started to have to have to pay for plastic bags at the supermarkets. Have you started bringing your own recycling bags to I have go been shopping? A bit more conscious about it, and I am bringing my own tote bags around. I must admit, on the first day, I forgot and I got charged for for you know using a plastic bag. But uh, ever since then, yes, you definitely need to bring a, a bag with you mm. when you go grocery yeah. shopping. So we can start changing our habits and choose to refuse single-use plastics, not just in the month of July but beyond. Yeah, because the month. July is also known as Plastic Free Month. So Mm -hmm. think about how you can go about your life with less plastic at least. That's right. Spot on. Our guest on Mind Your Business today, she became interested in developing alternatives to disposable containers when she was travelling and saw communities struggling with the amount of plastic containers and food waste thrown away. Yeah, I struggle with that every day after dinner and after (laughs) lunch. I'm just left with so many plastic containers and I feel so guilty having to throw them away. And her innovations are catching the eyes of industry players and she's received support from the likes of Tomasic Foundation Enterprise Singapore and I'm sure more to come and she has commercialised it at the end of last year. Let's find out more from our Mind Job Business guest today. She's seated with us in the studio, Karen Chia, founder and CEO of Autopax. She is a former senior media executive with over 20 years of experience. Welcome to the show, Karen. Thank you. Great being here. All right, Karen. Let's start with the whole genesis first of how this idea came about. And this was during your master's program in innovation at SMU back in 2019. So I'm very curious. For most people, what stays or happens in school stays in school. But for you, you followed through with your project. What made you take that leap of faith to be where you are right now? Yeah, absolutely. I think I'll just start by saying that when I entered SMU to do my Master's of Science and Innovation, the thought of actually launching a startup was the last thing on my mind. I actually was a media executive, like you said, and I was going to make internal changes. I wanted to make changes within my own company. I was doing app development for kids around Asia, and it was in STEM education. But we are forced to do a capstone project at SMU during our Master's Mm. of Science and Innovation. And what was great about that is that the capstone project gives you a challenge and that is solve a global problem not a problem that you think is easy but a global problem and because of my travels i had seen whole communities choking under the weight of their own garbage a lot of it being made of food waste and plastic waste Mm -hmm. and because i had the network and the context it was a great opportunity for me to explore that further and so i would say the genesis of altar packs actually lies in garbage and because of the faith that smu had in my project i also went into smu's institute of innovation and entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. the business Mm -hmm. innovations generator and they gave me a small grant and that mm. actually kick-started everything. Yeah, not easy to recycle plastic sometimes. I see them being dumped in rivers in some of the other countries. So I'm sure that's a very strong visual that stuck with you. So I'm interested to know, what is the main raw material in your food mm. containers? So you have it in your hands. And if I didn't tell you what it was, how would you describe it? What do you think the material would be? It looks like cardboard. Yeah, for those of you who can't see it, let me try to describe it. It is a bit of a light creamish brown. Mm -hmm. It looks almost like recycled 
cardboard mm-hmm. paperish. I can't really tell of it. it apart. The strength it is it's pretty decent. Yeah. And the weight of it? Yeah, it does look and feel very sturdy. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to tell this was an alternative material. So that's the whole crux of the matter, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is in essence the functionalities of what customers are looking for right. in plastic containers mm-hmm. is what we've used to replicate our containers. Looks and feels like cardboard and paper, mm-hmm. but actually has the functionalities and the weight of plastic. Mm. So what it can do with this particular uh, material that we've crafted out, the main ingredient is what we call grains, spent grains. Mm. Spent as in because they've been used and they've been thrown out by manufacturers. So what our technology is able to do is we extract the plant fibre material from both agricultural waste as well as barley, grains, food that's thrown out or what they say food lost by manufacturers. Mm -hmm. And that's what the technology does. So I'm not crushing these grains in that way. I actually have the technology to extract the plant fibre. So what you have in your hand is a container that's made of plant fiber wow. made of 100% organic waste. And the brewer's grain to collect is It's just one of the raw China? materials that we have and we go to where the source is and the biggest output of raw materials in terms of food loss such as spent grains is in China and we also not just take it from China and we purchase it from China but we also process it in China and we also have our manufacturing plant in China. How did this idea of using spent grains and agricultural waste come about? Okay, so the genesis of Waterpacks was in garbage. Mm -hmm. And once I received my grant from SMU's Institute of Innovation, I actually asked my mom if I could have a room in the house, a very Mm -hmm. tiny room. Mm -hmm. I used that money to convert that room into a laboratory. And when we started shifting it, it was because I hired my own researcher and we had industry contacts and we were talking to people and they were saying that it's got to be a homogeneous form of food loss. Mm. So I actually started with soybean waste Mm. and that didn't work so well. Anyway, after eight months, my mom said, Chinese New Year is coming, you're going to get out of the house. Enough of this weird smelling stuff coming into the house. And with our own team, we actually decided and we look at a raw material that had that homogeneous factors and also the ability to extract the plant fibre. So those were the factors that we had to take into consideration. All right. So, pardon pan, let's unpack what (laughs) is behind the science, I guess the properties of what is in this container. So it is, as you described, very sturdy. I think I can put an egg inside and drop it on the floor and it wouldn't crack. <laughs> is that sturdy? Um, is it also waterproof? Because I am familiar with some of the paper cups out there and they actually use plastic linings to make it waterproof. How different are they from other biodegradable products in the yeah, market? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So in essence, what you can see is how Ryan and what you yourself mm-hmm. have looked at with the container is that If you look at the containers, there's absolutely no lining whatsoever. Mm -hmm. It's 100% organic waste. It's certified to be not just home compostable, but actually plastic-free. So what we've done is the ability of this is that it can hold wet and oily foods. Mm -hmm. It can take the water. It can go from freezer to microwave. And we do that because of our proprietary technology to be able to actually press and get the materials into this particular form. Mm. And once we get it into that material, it can be structured into any shape. I'm curious to know, you have your own manufacturing facility in Singapore? No, it's in China. As you can imagine, Singapore's really a large country, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. that's why we certainly could not wow. have okay. a manufacturing I'm plant I'm going to go here. back to your what you said about it being 
home compostable. Is 100% home compostable? Absolutely. Wow. Certified by TOOF. And um, the international certification is really important for us. What happens is that once you finish using the container, don't throw it away. That's the other thing about our containers. It was designed for single use, but you can actually wash it mm-hmm. and you can wow. reuse it again. That's fantastic. Yes. Yeah, wow. So, and after a few washes, you'll find that because it's organic waste, it'll get softer and softer. Mm-hmm. And that's when you feel that, okay, I cannot put my tapau food in it anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to put my Thai bung. I'm not going to put my uh, fish soup or mm-hmm. my fish head curry in it anymore. Mm-hmm. But what I can do is maybe I could put a salad or mm. I could put my a sandwich. Mm. And then after you wash it a little bit more, you find that it really gets much too soft. Mm. Tear it up. If you have a garden or you have a pot, you can tear it up. You can put it in and it's great for your plants. So how many times do you think you can get used? Well, I use use mine for fish head curry <laughs> and it does stain because it's organic waste. But after two washes, it got really soft. Mm. So after that, I just tore it up. Great product from Karen Cha. She's the founder and sea of auto packs. So let's get into the numbers. So typically when it comes to making niche stuff or premium stuff, it does get a bit more expensive. So how much more expensive is it to make this and to sell this? So I would just say this is one sentence for all the companies out there. The spirit is willing, but the price point (laughs) is very weak. Everyone looks at comparing and benchmarking Mm. this to plastics. Mm -hmm. And that was the biggest challenge we had. The containers we have and the ones you're holding in your hand are price competitive with all eco-containers out in the market today. But what our biggest goal has been and is till this day is to get this to the price point where consumers feel it's about the same price point as plastics and it's a numbers play. So we are able to create 500,000 per unit of these containers per month. Now, if every single person in Singapore let's say around 5 million, holds one Alterpax container, we get to the price point of as close to plastics. Hmm, okay. So, Karen, tell us about that moment when you received your first order. I would say very, very frankly to everybody, <laughs> imagine receiving a cheque for $28.62 in your hand and you've devoted around three and a half years of your life to <laughs> creating this and you look at that cheque and the first thing is that the validation of it, which mm-hmm. is wonderful. Mm-hmm. The second thing is reality hits home and you feel like smacking yourself in the head and say, I can't even go to the supermarket with $28.62 right now if I wanted to buy everything I wanted to buy. But it was just a satisfaction of that. And of course, we have grown since then. Care to share who was your first client? And- yes, in fact, uh, we, we have to be very thankful. So there was a first non-paying client and that was the Mandalika Hotel Association in Indonesia, where we supplied our pilot containers mm-hmm. for the Moto Grand Prix event. Oh, okay. And then our first paying customer was actually a food academy in mm, Singapore. Oh, and they placed our first order. And I think the thrill of seeing that you believe in me, you actually purchase something that has been created. And I should have framed that amount, but it was a pay now. So <laughs> we couldn't do anything with that. But I think the support and mm. the, the reception of the containers has just been wonderful. All right, Karen, how are you hoping to build this? Uh, what's the go-to strategy here? Are you knocking on doors of the likes of maybe SIA? Hey, this is something you use for your trays. 
Oh, so SIA, if you're listening, I hope you <laughs> come here. But um, we actually work with distributors. We are a specific business-to-business company. Mm. So we work with distributors because you have huge volumes. Mm-hmm. You also have a ready clientele of clients mm-hmm. that comes from F&B, mm-hmm. hotels and retailers. So we supply to businesses. And what has happened is also we've now moved into another niche area, which we found our eco-containers could actually go into, which others can't, mm-hmm. and the supermarkets. Oh. Because if you take a paper container and you try to put it in a chiller, the vegetables and all that will start, everything will start warping mm-hmm. because of the, the cold temperature. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, some might be bio-lined and they might hold up better. But uh, Freshmart actually has started using our containers. They replace the plastic trays for Korean paprikas. And just oh. by changing out with the Ultapax container, they've disposed of all forms of the plastic tray and the plastic cellophane wrap required. And you can find that in um, it's NTUC's <laughs> finest, actually. You can find the Korean paprikas in our Ultapax mm. containers there. Right. So we hear that apart from food containers, you are coming up with uh, coffee cups and cup covers as well. Yes. And so you see this, the coffee cup covers and the coffee cup lids. Mm. And And the reason we did that is when we went into the market and we do a lot of industry research before we launch any particular shape, it's very much the same reason why unless you really like paper straws, then you would really like a paper cup cover. So we've noticed that if you go out and you get your coffee fix in the morning or the afternoon, you'll find that it's a bio-lid that's actually coming to you with Mm. your so-called eco-friendly base container. And the reason for that is taste. It's really frustrating, isn't it? If you imagine sipping from a coffee cup cover after five sips or so, it starts disintegrating Mm -hmm. in your mouth and you've got that paper feel. The Ultapax containers and the material will allow us to actually create these lids and the coffee cups without that. Yeah, very exciting future. I'm hoping to see more of this in the stores, (laughs) maybe even coffee stirrers, one-off disposables. Well, the main thing about Octopax is that we ensure that our design matches the functionalities and what's required in the market. We will not be creating additional stuff that really can be switched out by something else. So we don't want that waste. But you will be seeing more, not just in Singapore, but we're also going to be distributing Octopax containers and products in Australia and soon coming up in Japan. All right, thank you very much for your time this morning, Karen. That's Karen Chia, founder and CEO of Autopax. Thank you very much. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.